know you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Oh man! So what's up, Dennis Black and East? Chilling. How was um, how was the episode this week? Sorry, oh, sorry, it took so long to record, Dennis and listeners. Um, I recently was hired by the Cincinnati Public School System, and I'm trying to figure out how to work everything out, uh, like recording wise and time wise, on top of running a very successful Kickstarter campaign. And I just didn't kind of want to look at my computer for like a week or two. So, congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, again, I didn't want to look at my computer. I, ha- I don't think I've been on Facebook or Twitter in like a week. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, so sorry for the sorry for the pause. We're back. Uh, we're gonna keep recording uh, regularly, and uh, if there's gonna be any extended breaks, we'll let you know. But I can't. And then I- you guys can just listen to the back catalog. So there is true. I've been doing, and it's a lot of fun. There is like what? How many episodes, Dennis? What episode are we on now? This is 300 something. Yeah, it's got to be like 340 or some crazy shit like that. Open my podcast app. Don't you people have, is that on your Zoom? No, I got an iPhone. No. I know. <laughs> Jerk. Come on, man. 320, this is episode 329. Damn! We'll have to do like the Simpsons style, three episode 339 special. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Episode 339 special. It'll be an interactive episode. Uh. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do that, but. Me, me neither. <laughs> um, so this is the sequel. What's the name of the, the episode? Thrilling Conclusion. Yes. Sacrifice of Angel. Sacrifice. It sounds like a sweet, like, metal like band. metal, yeah. Dio, Sacrifice of Angel. <laughs> White Lion, Sacrifice <laughs> of Angels, Firehouse, <laughs> Scorpion, Sacrifice of Angels. I could definitely see Scorpion having a, an album named Sacrifice of Angels. Oh, yeah, totally. It, it's very those Eastern. Crazy, those crazy Germans. Those wacky krauts. <laughs> sacrifice of Angels. That's my announcer voice if I'm doing a concert ad. Megadeth. This week on Dork Trek, Sacrifice of Angels. Anthrax. (laughs) Sacrifice of Angels. Avenge Sevenfold. Oh, that's a good one, Avenge Sevenfold. (laughs) Five Finger Death Punch. Deicide or whatever the hell they're called. It looks like Deicide. I might be wrong, but it looks like Deicide. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is, man. I don't even know what that is. Black Flag. Megadeth. Which is still my favorite, Megadeth. If I had to pick a favorite band name of all time, it's It's Megadeth. It's pretty good. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the old radio show, but lots they're essentially called lots of death <laughs> exactly one million deaths yes mega yes mega one million deaths we're not kill a death we're not sent to death we're mega death mega death mega death it's like uh did you ever watch you're not a wrestling fan well you are but I, you're not i dabbled in and out i'm i'm way out now did you ever watch lucha underground no Lucha Underground is really good. It was on Netflix for a while. If you get the chance, it's as like a documentary or something. No, it just it's just on. It was on Netflix, like the season because they have seasons. It's okay. part it's part wrestling show, part telenovela. No, so it's kind of weird. Sometimes the wrestling and the telenovela parts don't really coincide all that much, but it's still interesting enough to watch. And the wrestling's really really good. And they had a na- a man there. A man. They they had a man there by the name of Mil, Mil Muertos. He was Mil Muertos, the man of a thousand deaths, which is <laughs> like the fucking coolest shit you've ever heard, right? Yeah. Mil Muertos, the man of a thousand deaths. 
And I guess Mil Muertas is an old school, like Puerto Rican wrestler from back in the day. Cause a lot of these guys, they just kind of repackaged for television, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. they would take dudes like indie dudes and just kind of give them, you know, they gave this one guy like a fake Latin background, but he was like a black guy. But he was like one of those jumpy black guys. Hey, there's like black Latinos. No, but he was, but I mean, he's like non-Latino African-American, uh, if you will. But they made him, his name was Prince Puma. And he was. Prince Puma. Dude, he was the best. He's in WWE now. He goes under the name by Ricochet. Oh, yeah? And he. Those are two pretty cool names. Yes. Ricochet is a pretty cool name. And Prince Puma is, I mean, Prince Puma was dope. But he is one of the like craziest like acrobatic dudes I've ever seen. It's awesome. He's great. But yeah, so anyway, but he was cooler as Prince Puma because that's just a cool name. But anyway, I digress. I always kind of wondered why. You, you remember uh, Muscle? Like Yes, the, the little rubber cartoon? toys. Yeah, yes. the rubber toys, which uh, we used to go to Big Lots and they had them on sale there and we would buy them there. They're great. Yeah, but um, they had the cartoon Muscle. Yes. And it was all built around like there was a, you know, uh, episodic structure to it and they would settle things by wrestling and i <laughs> always kind of wondered why you know like wwe or whatever these mainstream wrestling uh you know venues why not do that do they kind of do now yeah but oh really because it's always been kind of loose storytelling you know it is kind of loose storytelling from when i you'd probably ask jenny would know more about this than i would I, i'm right now currently in a wrestling phase i've been watching a lot of wrestling lately i come in and out yeah. yeah, there is like loose storytelling, but, and I guess Lucha Underground storytelling was a, a bit more dramatic in its presentation because they were like old school vignettes with like actors and stuff. And it was very entertaining. I guess Robert Rodriguez was one of the producers of the show as well because it was on El Rey, his network. Oh, okay. Was it was, if it was it's on LA. fun to watch. Like, is El Rey still on the air? I believe so. Okay. El Rey's a fun network. Um, they they used to do, I don't know if they still do, but I was on vacation and I had the network on vacation. They used to do Kung Fu Theater Thursdays, which is anytime you're going to show Kung Fu Theater, like I'm in, like that's my jam. But I digress. But let's talk about Star Trek. Okay. Deep Space Nine, Sacrifice of Angels. This time it's for real. Captain Sisko aboard the Defiant commands a fleet Defiant sacrifice of angels to retake Deep Space Nine. Deep. I gotta tell you. There's a lot of uh, potential metal band names in this. Yeah. Sacrifice of Angels, Defiant, uh, Dominion. Mm -hmm. Good. Bajoran Wormhole. <laughs> Bajoran Wormhole. That sounds more like maybe an indie pop kind of yeah. band, maybe. Shut your Bajoran wormhole. <laughs> I shut it for you. <laughs> so, yeah, so they decide that they're going to uh, – we left off last time where they're invading Deep Space Nine. They're going to go for it. They're going to bust a move. They're going to make the big play to get yeah. Deep Space Nine number back. two to one, we got no choice. They're about to – we got eight hours, baby, until they get past the minefield. And this is so they're outnumbered two to one. And this does that two include the ships on the other side of the wormhole or nay? No. This okay. is the the Alpha Quadrant fleet of the Dominion. And now apparently there are twenty five hundred uh Dominion ships on the other side of the wormhole waiting to get through, but they cannot because the mines i just Bad imagine travel. yes i imagine you know how they show those aerial photos of like the highways in china how it yeah. goes from 75 lanes to one after that toll that's what i imagine this looks like to me yeah. a lot of people just having blinkers on waiting to get over like come on what do you we're not going anywhere dominion let me in yeah there's a doctor who episode kind of like that all these really? people on this planet are stuck in traffic and, like that's the whole the whole premise of the episode is these people have been in traffic for like eight years <laughs> they really do doctor who episodes about anything huh yeah that's great it's one of my favorites all right so one of your favorite episodes of doctor who is something that you live on a daily basis being stuck in traffic yeah it's great right. you got cat people it's awesome <laughs> 
right. Now, which doctor is this? This is uh, David Tennant. Okay, so this is the way when everybody was jostling. Skinny, skinny, sexy doctor with the bow tie. Yes. Not no, uh, no bow tie. Who is the bow tie guy? It's the guy after him. Okay. Matt Smith. Okay, David Tennant. That's the one that everybody liked. That's when Doctor Who was hot. Yeah. Now, whatever happened to David Tennant? He's still around. I mean, he was on uh, Jessica Jones. He was on that broad show. Oh, that's right. He was on Jessica Jones. He does things every now and then. He's on that Good Omens show. That's right. He is in Good Omens. Okay. Yeah. I've heard good things about Good Omens, but I have not watched it. It's okay. Just okay? Don't need to be in a rush. I'm waiting for- It's only six episodes, so that's good. Okay. If you got six hours to kill, you know, it's not a bad way to spend it, but- Okay. It's just okay. I've heard um, Hulu is bringing, they're going to do their own version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. They're going to do a series on that. So my daughter is pretty excited about that. She started watching the BBC Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy um, because she's just obsessed with it. Yeah. She likes, she likes the movie more, obviously, because the film is flashier, but she likes the fact that the BBC version is very much to the book. So I think uh, if I had seen and, and Jenny, I know Jenny doesn't really like the movie that much, but I think if we had seen it as children, it would have been more enjoyable, you know? Yeah. I'm um, Stephanie or Sophie really digs it. Like the part about the, the Volgans and why they're jerks and they have to have documents. Paperwork. And, we need paperwork. Yes. <laughs> the part where they explain about how they need it in triplicate and buried in peat moss and all that stuff. She finds it so hilarious. Yeah. I've been I'm, thinking about getting a, uh, a hitchhiker's tattoo. As have I. What are you going to get? I don't know. There's so many things. I was I, tweeting about this yesterday with Jenny and uh, Ben and some other folks. Well, Jenny has the green guy with the mouth and the tongue. Yeah. And that's obviously a solid option. Yeah. It's very emblematic of Hitchhiker's Guide. Yes. But I found while I was Googling, Ooh. I found this image of the whale and the bowl of petunias falling. <laughs> and it says, don't panic underneath it. I was that's like, cool. That's pretty awesome. So then I, my mind started racing. I was like, well, then I need a towel in there too. <laughs> you know, obviously number 42, I need to get the heart of gold in there somehow. Marvin needs to be in there. Yes. The paranoid Android. Yeah. If I, if I, my um, tattoo would just say, don't panic. Yeah. Cause I think it's a good, representation of the work yeah i think there's a particular font too yeah like that it's going to be recognizable right away and it's solid advice much like i was thinking about getting a you can have them on your wrists you know don't panic (laughs) don't panic and i was thinking about getting um have you ever read my brain is mush um vonnegut's uh slaughterhouse five Mm -hmm. and so it goes yeah when everybody dies and so it goes yeah I was thinking about getting that tattooed on me somewhere too. And so it goes. Because I just love that nonchalant kind of la-di-da attitude about death, but it kind of sums everything up in one fail swoop, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of an all-encompassing statement. Like, you can't really do anything about it, but, like, you know, I just really Have you ever do. read Catch-22? No, I have not read Catch-22. I was talking to somebody recently about this, uh, so she's been she it's her favorite book catch 22 okay and i was like i never read it i was supposed to read it in school but i never read it i never read apparently you said it so defiantly i never read it (laughs) there were a lot of books like that in school it's like i read the first few pages i was like uh where's the cliff notes wuthering heights yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't need to read that bullshit why they made 10th graders read wuthering heights i'll never know nobody read that I'm just, I just read it in nerds. Well, I mean, they they tried to make us read it in 10th grade and I hated it. Yeah. And I think, and not, not, I don't want to get off your subject here. You can get back to it. You know what? I'll put a pin in mine. You go ahead with yours. Well, I was going to say is, uh, so she was asking me, she's like, I want to read something else because this is all I read. I want to read something funny. And I was like, we should read Hitchhiker's Guide or Slaughterhouse-Five because those are both pretty amusing. Yes. Satirical books. So... That was basically it. My wife tried to read um, Hitchhikers and she couldn't get past all the weird alien names. 
she had trouble oh, yeah. keeping up with it. What's wrong with Slarty Barfast? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the names. <laughs> that's, that's in the back, though. Yes. So. The, no, the names of the different races and the things oh. like that, like how it just kind of popped up. And I said, I could see that. That's a little difficult. Well, how many are there? And I mean, I guess they kind of tangentially mention. Yeah, like they'll just randomly mention like so-and-so says it's like getting hit in the head with a brick wrapped in gold or whatever. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. just the random little things that aren't necessarily – important to the story but it just adds flavor and i think she just finds it all kind of that's what makes it so enjoyable to me <laughs> yeah that's what makes that's what i dig it too because they're just busy well that's a big ass fast slider moving around on my curtains and it just jumped down to the ground and now you'll need your maker spider no <laughs> that thing was really fast he was gonna eat all the flies it was it was you know what dennis i'm normally very cool about spiders but that thing was moving too aggressively towards me. I get it. So, yeah. And it's also, it's still jarring because the walls are white and the curtains are a very light color. You can kind of see them in the background. Yeah. So when you see like a small black object kind of cascading down at a rather quick rate, you're just like, whoa. One night I found a lizard up there. That was kind of neat because we have lizards. But that, again, neither here nor there. Um, I think going to high school and trying to read books like Wuthering Heights really ruined my enjoyment of literature for a long period of time. Yeah. Because I had to read these books and like pour over every chapter and every detail and every inch of it because what's going to be on the quiz? What's going to be on the test? Well, yeah. I got to know all this. And I think it really kind of sucked the enjoyment out of trying to read books. Because like for the longest time, I would like pour over every page and like I have to remember every important name or who's this person going to be later. And I think it just kind of sucked it out of me. And having to read books that I think are way above my station at the time. Again, why are you making a 15-year-old boy read Wuthering Heights? I don't give a fuck. I don't know. You know? It's not that much of a literary masterpiece. I mean, and it's really long and not enjoyable either. You know why you have to read it? Because somebody who developed the state curriculum was like, oh, I love this book. Some dumb, white, some dumb white woman. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you should read Wuthering Heights, man. Fuck you. Like, we'll sprinkle in some Langston Hughes every now and then. <laughs> so black History like, Month is coming yeah, up. Exactly. We got to pick the black author. Do you want to read Jamie yeah. Baldwin? But just the short stories. <laughs> not the whole book. You can read the autobiography of Malcolm X as, read, as written by Alex Haley this month. Get to it. <laughs> it won't be on the test, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to know. You ain't got to remember this. <laughs> yeah, question one. Who wrote the book? The end. But yeah, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, no. Um, I, I, but Sophie really enjoys Hitchhiker, so we've been reading it together, so it's been fun. Like, I have two copies of it. I have my copy of it as a kid and the copy I bought later. I found my copy as a kid so I've been reading that version. She's been reading the other way. We've been reading them together. I've been reading them aloud. Does she know about the other books in the trilogy? Uh, we'll get there. She knows. So I've only read the first four. Yeah, I've read the uh, hit, I've read Restaurant at the End of the Universe, uh, Life, the Universe, and everything. But to be honest with you, I don't really remember a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not as memorable. Yeah, they're not. So long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah, like I enjoyed They're reading. Good. I remember them being good, but I really don't know what the stories are about. Yeah, I remember reading them and giggling, but like it doesn't, it didn't stick with me the way Hitchhikers did. Like there's a lot of Hitchhikers that really just kind of like got its, yeah. its, its claws in me. And part of it too, like when I started reading Restaurant at the End of the Galaxy, like uh, Zaphod Brox really isn't in it very much. Yeah. And like his zaniness was kind of, you know, he always kind of made things go off the rails quite a bit. Yeah, it was fun. Tiger's Guide, so without him being there, it was just kind of more standard storytelling. Yeah. But anywho, so um, I'm going to tell you this episode is pretty good. Uh, I, was, I was in, and then I tricked myself at some point. I think I got my wires crossed. And I remember, I've seen this episode, but I forgot a part of it and I made myself remember something that didn't happen. And the right. part that didn't happen is much cooler than what actually happened in the episode. Is it something that happens in a different episode? I believe so. No. Um, maybe, let me see here, hang on, let me Google it. While you're Googling that, like this kind of starts off with, the battle they kick off and it looks great this is probably the most battle 
that we've ever seen in a Star Trek episode. Yeah, ever. Because usually it's just a little quick skirmish or something, and then they, we must be diplomatic. Yes. But it's like, no, fuck it, man. Yeah, when I was watching this episode too, I'm thinking to myself, where, where's the Enterprise? Like you've got every ship in the fleet, like just, and we've and ships we've never seen before, like attack fighters. Well, see, I think this is uh, this is during the time of uh, insurrection. Okay, so they're so busy. They, they sent them off on some bullshit diplomatic mission. So stupid. But and this is because that admiral wanted to get a weapon to use in the Dominion War. And so the Enterprise was supposed to be there because Data went all crazy. So the Enterprise went there to go retrieve his ass. It's just so odd to me that this is the second war, second major war that the Enterprise has not been in. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you have the Klingon war from Discovery and then this one, like, yeah, we're not just going to use, yeah, you're busy. Like but how any, great would Insurrection have been? I mean, Insurrection is not bad. It's pretty. It's a pretty good movie. I it's guess. It's pretty all right. But it's how quote, awesome would it to be? To quote Manny Fresh, it's pretty all right. <laughs> yeah. What if there were Gemma Dar there? I mean, that'd be cool. The planet they had to yeah. fight against too. You know, that, that would have been cool, and it would have promoted a little bit more synergy in the world. Yeah. You know, instead of just an offhand reference of, oh yeah, there's a war going on. Oh yeah, that you mean that war over there? And there's like a. Meanwhile, Troy is shaving Riker. <laughs> And not his beard. No. His asshole. <laughs> We're talking about the tape. With a straight razor. Yeah. <laughs> then she's going to die. She's going to bleach it later. Yeah. That's the kind of romance they're into. Shaven and shorn and bleached assholes. Um, yeah, but it's just kind of... Okay, so I can't mention what I thought happens because, like I said, I got my wires crossed. No, oh, okay. Yeah. So... No spoilers. No spoilers. None whatsoever. But, um, yeah, everything is moving along. Like, the battle's going well. Like I said, you're seeing these cool, like, Federation battle cruisers that we've never seen before that look kind of neat. They're almost Star Wars-y in their approach. You know, they look like little Vs and they're beep, beep, beep. They look like one or two man fighters, which is odd for. That's kind of what they call them, like the fighters, these fighter uh, squadrons or whatever. Yeah, you, you attack those ships. And we've never, only the Cardassian ships. And this is so foreign to me as a Star Trek fan because this is a, this is like the minutia of it that we've never seen before. Because yeah. when I think Star Trek, sometimes I forget the grandioseness of the Federation because it's always focused on the Enterprise. Like a lot of the times it just feels like it, especially with the original series, which I think we can get into when we get there. Um, it does very much feel like one ship in a whole universe that never interacts with other things yeah. except aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but they're literally operating at like the edges of known space in the original series. Yes. Whereas like TNG, they say they're exploration, but they're really just doing like science experiments and shit. Yeah, they're like, doing they science. They knew that they're much. doing science experiments, and they're fucking carting dignitaries around. Yeah, you know, and even on that show, it's still very rare to run into another Federation vessel. You know, so to see your television screen packed with hundreds of them, and imagine what this much must look like back in 1998 when it was on a 22-inch screen. Just probably look like dots everywhere, you know, like just these little dots. And I love the design. That is kind of the impressive thing, like because now we're watching it in HD. Well, you know, it's not HD, but we're watching it on HD, HD monitors and screens. Or, yeah, and so we can see everything, and the level of detail is still pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, and I will say, I've always enjoyed the design of the Star Trek vessels. Like I love the nacelles and I think I've just always been fascinated with that look of ship, the big discs up front. And it's a very cool look and I just love the different variations of the ships and all that stuff. It's really neat. Now they had the uh there are a couple ships in there that are like look like the Reliant from Rathacon. Yes. I saw those. And they actually are the same class. Oh that's cool. Just like a newer version of the same ship. So it's not it's not like a hundred year old ship or whatever but i thought i saw a couple galaxy classes in there yeah there were, yeah, there were two because there was one coming this way and then one cut right across the screen like that yeah. which i thought was neat um 
but yeah, I just, I, I don't know, whoever designed this, I think the Star Trek designs are much cooler than the Star Wars designs with some of the ships because it's a rectangle or it's a square. I feel like a lot more thought kind of went into it with the nacelles and the fucking necks. Yeah, I guess so. I, li- I, I, just, like, I, I like the Star Destroyers, especially the Super Star Destroyer. They just look like a slice okay. of pizza. I know, but it looks cool. Just looks like a slice of pizza. And the, the thing I liked about the rebel ships is they, they look like rebel ships, you know, like stuff that people just basically patched together. Yeah, that is one cool thing. And again, I wish they would have done that on Voyager. Hopefully we get some of that on Discovery, like the patchwork vibe. Yeah, because they, they can't go into depot maintenance or anything. Yeah. To, so they got to deal with what they got. I really thought Voyager. I don't think they do that on Voyager though. No, they don't, and that's where they really drop the How ball. How awesome would it be to have like a an alien nacelle because theirs fell off or something? Well, that's what Brian <laughs> Fuller mentioned that like he pictured this like junkyard ship being put together and kind of yeah. you know forced through the galaxy, but it just didn't work out that way. Captain, every, we can make it a space fan boat, man. Yeah, every <laughs> I found time, this really big fan. Well, if you watch Voyager when they get into skirmishes and stuff, like they oh we've lost sixty percent of shields. Well, how the fuck do you fix that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess they just charge the battery. Right? Yeah, but still, I mean, you've been damaged. Like, your ship's been damaged. Like, it's it should have a little wear and tear on it, right? Yeah. Like, if it's enough That's to... That's what they do in between the weeks. Is yeah. They, yep. They got what's-his-face out there, that annoying cook. Go fix the ship, Neil, it's you dickhead. Yeah. Hopefully he won't come back. Yeah. Lock the airlock. <laughs> Change the access codes. Rip a hole in his suit before he goes out. <laughs> Tired of eating his bullshit food. Fuck this guy. He like sucks. But yeah, so um, you have these battles and stuff, and then it's getting to the point where the Cardassians and the Dominion are very confident in their victory, and they're like kind of patty. Well, because they know they know what Cisco's trying to do. Yes, and so they they lure him into going ahead with his plan, and he knows it's a trap because Julian told him, and Julian's yeah. super smart. Yes, and they're doing... They got no choice. They, they don't. So you have that, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. And then you also have... I do love how cocky Gold Ducat is, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, like, getting hammered. And, like, megalomaniac-ish. They've never even built a statue of me for being so awesome. I'm their protector. I treated them better than I've treated my own children. They're like my children. Glug, glug, glug. And Wayun's just eating this up because there's clearly a dislike for each other here. Not yeah. any, they, these two men don't respect each other. They don't like each other. They just are forced to put up with each other because of some bullshit military alliance. And Wayun's finding all this pretty interesting and, and hilarious but they're feeling good, feeling confident. And they're feeling even better because the that one guy. coming down, baby. Hmm? That minefield's coming be. down. And the one guy, um, what's his face, Dad? The, um, the other guy. Huh? Yeah, Damar, is that his name? Yeah, Damar. Damar says, hey, man, we got to lock them up. Narice. Lock them up. Big Cisco. Lock them up. Uh, uh, AOC, Hillary Clinton. We got to lock them up. <laughs> You gotta lock them all up. Get Talib. Right. Put Talib yeah. in jail, son. For what? I don't know. We'll just figure it out. Johan Omar. Yep, she's going to jail, Jack. Omar going to jail. For what? I don't know. Just put her there. She's got, a, she's got that towel on her head, man. That ain't America. That's right. put her Come in on, jail. man. Come on. She don't look like me. Put her in jail. It's just for questioning. Yeah, man. We're just gonna question you about America. <laughs> Who rules? Uh, America does. You're wrong going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer, baby. I love that as a question. Who rules? <laughs> <laughs> America. We would have accepted three answers. America, Kid Rock, and O'Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Since you've got you none. Not to accept O'Doyle. <laughs> but Doyle rules, man. Come Doyle on. Doyle does rule. That's a fact. <laughs> he does rule. Doyle rules. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But yeah, so um Yeah, they break him out of prison and they go to do all their prisony stuff and yada yada yada. It moves along pretty it moves along really quickly. 
Um, the battles look cool. There's not really a lot of battling. It kind of happens in the beginning of the episode and then the, the Defiant breaks off and then heads to Deep Space Nine solo, which does kind of seem like a suicide mission, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Cisco, they gotta Cisco, do something. They gotta do something. So why not get themselves killed? Now, is their cloak not working anymore or something? That's some, something that's kind of bugged me this whole time. Is like, why don't they just cloak? Uh, I think they did have some cloak issues. I mean, it happens. Yeah. You know, those cloaks are so We've tricky. all been there. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, baby. Cloak, cloaking device just ain't working tonight. We've all played D&D and the cloaks just not happening tonight for some reason. Like, they just keep rolling twos. Yeah. On their stealth roll. Oh, man, I blew my stealth. Damn it. I even had a plus four on my stealth. I fucked it up. <laughs> And the DM's not giving them cool shit. So yeah, so the stealth is not really working out for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they'll fix it. You have to remember too, they've been away from Deep Space Nine for quite some time. That's probably where all the stuff is, all the cloak stuff, all the cloaks. Yeah, but the so ship they, was built somewhere else. It wasn't built at DS Nine. I'm just trying to come up with excuses, Dennis. No, don't give them excuses. I don't know why the cloak doesn't work. I mean, it's probably. I mean, it, it could just be good old fashioned battle damage. You know, maybe something happened to it because. Is it still recovering from its initial blowing upping? Um, or did they fix that after they leave the crack house? The crack house? I, kn- I knew after they left the crack house and the crack house blew up. Yeah, they were in bad shape after yeah, that. Yeah, after the space, the, meth crack- lab, the space meth lab blew up. <laughs> the space crack house blew up. They couldn't go to Clopin. And they like jumped right as it exploded. <laughs> uh, John McClane style. Yeah. So yeah, so and I know it just grows arms as it comes away. <laughs> So I know that happened. So maybe they haven't been able to fix it since then. I don't know. That's the last time I remember the cloak being an issue. So yeah. maybe they, maybe they got to fix it. I mean, they probably haven't had a lot of time either because they've been it's a, ugh, constant war. <laughs> really, like eliminates your ability to fix stuff when you're constantly being killed. But yeah. So. So they're on their way and in the station, they're trying to set off the minefields. And we have a really cool moment where Quark breaks in and kills two Jem'Hadar guys and takes it really hard. Like you can kind of see him just kind of frozen. Now he realizes that the blood's on his hands, dude. He's a murderer, just like everybody else on that station. That's right. You know? He's never had to get his hands dirty before. Now he has. Not like by killing somebody. Now he has. That's okay. Jemadar don't have any feelings. It's fine. They don't have souls, Quark. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're just crackheads. That's right. They're just killing crackheads. Just putting them out of their crack misery. It's more catch a cell white for me, man. Hell yeah, man. They're stoked. Like, oh man, grab his vials. We could use <laughs> You think that happens? Like a they're just like grabbing their tubes and like shoving in their necks. Oh man, his tube still got some in there. Ugh. So do you do you think again it's much like a D like D party? It's like, uh, it's like a uh, D&D party with like magic items and super loot. Oh, let's uh, loot the yeah. bodies. <laughs> Get all that crack. Get them all. <laughs> we need that space crack. It's good for me. Makes me, makes me work good. That's right. Makes you focus, man. I need my space crack. So they do all that. But unfortunately, they act too late and the minefields get blowed up. Just a second too late there rom which is very unlike star trek most of the time all this works out but deep space nine is very much anti-star trek in that sense because rom does get the job done just not in time yeah it's a bummer it's a bummer man oh shit here comes the dominion they're gonna roll up the federation now roll out (laughs) that's what's playing on the other side of the wormhole some luda roll out that's the signal (laughs) <laughs> Let's go. Regulators, mount up. Jim They got Warren G in the Gamma Quadrant. I mean, he's hot over there. So that's what wow. the G stands for, Warren Gamma. <laughs> Me and Jim Hadar gonna regulate. Yep. So they um they hop into the wormhole and Defiance says, "All right, we're going into the wormhole." And I gotta tell you, this is where the episode loses me right here. Yeah, I mean, I'm out. Those uh, prophets. It's always kind of rough when the prophets show up. And I mean, it's just 
I thought they were going into the wormhole, if you want my honest opinion. I thought they were going into the wormhole to blow it up. That's what they, I thought they would do. I thought they I would go. I don't think they have to be in the wormhole to blow it up, but I, 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 think they, they have, I think they have to be on the station to blow it up. Like I thought they were a station deflector or something. I thought they were going to go into the wormhole and like eject the warp core and blow up the wormhole. And I was ready for it. I was like, that'd be cool. They're going to try to eject the warp hole and then that shit's going to fucking shoot them out when the wormhole is going to blow up and explode. <laughs> right? Like the Millennium Falcon coming out of the second Death Star? Yes, or like the Millennium Falcon in um, the Solo movie. They kind of pulled the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they ejected their drive and the drive blew them out and they just rode the wave out, which is quite the trope in sci-fi films that's what i thought they were gonna do but then the prophet showed up and they made everything go away just like that long limousine cisco just like that jet airplanes the game can't end just like that custom-made clothes just like that and twenty-five thousand gem hadar ships (laughs) just like that (laughs) they just go on in a poof in a flash yeah and then i was like well that's gonna be dumb it's kind of a bummer. I can't lie to you. I totally, because in my head, I thought something else was going to happen and it didn't. Been, that would have been much cooler in this situation. But no. The yeah, and their, their little curse they put on them or whatever that you'll never find rest on Bejor or whatever. It's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Well, he was talking about wanting to... Yeah, build, build his yeah, stuff. build his retirement house. And they're like, you'll never rest on Bajor now, dick face. Were oh, they listening when he was talking to the admiral? Probably. They're always listening. They're a bunch of weirdo perverts. <laughs> Do they open little wormholes wherever Cisco goes to see mm, what he's doing? Especially when he's on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't wipe very good this time. <laughs> the Cisco, the Cisco has a crusty butthole. The Cisco has the dingleberries. <laughs> I do not have dingleberries. So yeah, so the ships don't come through and the Defiant, one ship starts shooting at Deep Space Nine and Wyoming's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's time to hit the bricks. Let's get out. Time to start packing. And that's literally what he says. <laughs> yeah. like, there's, so as a matter of factly, like yeah. we've all been here before. <laughs> let's yeah. get the fuck out. Yeah, we gotta piece them out, essentially. And yeah. and I mean there's no he, there was no military strategy, fancy words he used. He's like, let's go, time to pack. We got to get out of here. And they leave. I think, I think he's kind of kind of glad that it didn't work out yes. a little bit because now Golducott has lost all of his. Because if they had won, everything had worked out, Golducott would have been in a position to kind of really, you know, the founders would have liked him a lot more. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. Golducott. You like, see, see, Golducott's not that great. Well, even Golducott, I think, had aspirations as always that he always has um maybe even to get rid of the founders at some point because yeah, when he was yeah, talking they, were, they talked to him and damar were talking about backstabbing the yeah so the so you know and he took his enemy too lightly which always happens i mean you got two to one odds you think you're gonna win but you're not gonna because you got weird necks and like and for some reason i don't know why but as the shit started going south uh, Gold Ducat's hair started coming out. Like yeah. it stopped being so fresh yeah. and it started kind of pulling. He had, he had like an old 90s Howard Stern vibe I was getting from him with like the black hair and like the big schnoz. And I don't know why I just kept thinking Howard Stern. I, I don't know why. And he's It worked it. though because he was losing it. Like, yeah. He was, he was seriously under some stress. I have to find my daughter. Yeah. So he needs to find- Just leave her. He's like, she's not going to leave with you anyway. I must find Zial. So he goes through the station and he's looking for Zial. And for some reason, he's still carrying the baseball, which I don't understand. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Pine tar. He had pine tar on his hand, so he got stuck. I thought of the brim of his cap. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I find Zial, I'm going to stick my pine tar hand on her and then she can't leave. That's right. Because she'll stick to me. So... So he's carrying around this baseball looking for his daughter and he finds his baseball and his daughter in a hallway and they embrace and they love each other. 
Denzel says, uh, but I help them, you know, I can't leave. I need my place is here. This is where my place has always been. And Gold Ducat's like, no, son, let's go. She don't say another word. We let's just go. And as she says, no, 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 I'm going to stay. She turns around and tells her father that she loves him. And then she gets fucking smoked. Very, very much Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Oh, and then she gets, oh. yeah. And then what happens is then all of a sudden the SAT score shows up at Zial's house. She gets a 660 where she could have got into USC. I know. And that makes it even sadder. Her promising NFL career. (laughs) (laughs) No one is going to get that reference unless you see. And then Doughboy disappears. (laughs) Just magic. Walking out the gate. (laughs) Well, because he got smoked. Yeah. I wonder who smoked Doughboy. Do you think it was? Probably those guys, the Jerry Curl guys' friends. But d- yeah, because Doughboy smoked the, uh, Jerry. CB4 looking guys, Frank. Because yeah, Jerry, uh, Doughboy smoked those dudes yeah. for killing Ricky. Yeah. So then they probably killed Doughboy. That's how the story goes in South Central. Mm-hmm. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care what goes on in the hood. That's right. We watched that movie a lot during two a days in JV football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was your film study? No, that's just because we we had two and three days, so they just kept us there. Yeah. So like we would we would practice in the morning and then t- like take a break and then practice in the afternoon, then take a break and then practice in the evening. Um, and in between, we would just kind of hang out. There was no point in going home because like none of us could drive or anything because we were yeah. JV. We were fifteen, you know. I guess there's only so many VHS tapes that you can have and. One of them was Boys in the Hood, and that's where I never realized it until I watched it with the football team when um, that one gangster dude throws Ricky his football in the very beginning. Your little man catch, and he throws it like 100 yards. (laughs) (laughs) Because I saw the movie the first time, and it didn't even register to me. Like I was like, okay, that's, you know, cool football. That gangster was Michael Vick. Yeah. (laughs) And then like many years later when he throws the football fucking a hundred yards. Yeah. With the with the flick of a wrist, your little man catch. <laughs> <laughs> that it, people don't know. That was the first movie in the MCU. Mm-hmm. That guy was enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> he was a scrawl. Regulators. But yeah, so um but yeah, so Zial died. And and what makes it worse is Damar smoked her. She's like, she had yeah. to die. She yeah. was she, you hurt her. Like, come on, man. Like, you're taking your job a bit too far, <laughs> bro. Like, you're on the run. You're in some trouble. Just but he wants Ducat's job, too. So, you know, he's thinking maybe this will break him. Yeah. And sure enough, it does. You know, everybody gets back on the station and instantly, you know, Julian and um o'brien they're gonna go make out the yeah. battle of britain it's like seriously you guys just got back to the station i'm sure there's a lot of work to do because the cardassians and dominion have like remade everything cardassian you know yeah like they gotta redo all the federation shit again they're like no no one hour i'll meet you in the hollows well i mean i can't imagine they were in there too long right like it was a couple weeks probably right no they were there for a while a couple months it was yeah it's been a while okay but yeah so it is funny like the first place you go let's go jerk off in the hollow suites (laughs) all right and then i like the the cool moment between rom and nog or i guess rom got another promotion where now he's an engineer and he's like oh we'll be working together and he says no dad he'll be working for me that's right (laughs) but that was hilarious rom works for everybody in his family eventually he does he does (laughs) but um but yeah it was really good man um I was pretty happy with the way it turned out. And then we see Garrick was sad. Garrick was sad because he all died because he yeah. wanted to tap that ass. Yeah. Or make, make her watch him tap Julian. Yeah. Either way, like he just wants to bang. He just wants to fuck. He's like Prince yeah. back in his heyday. He's just looking to fuck. Mouth, buttholes, pussies, hands, feet, whatever. He's just, he's just there. You've got a hole. He's going to fuck it. <laughs> That wormhole. I'm going to figure it out one day. <laughs> one day. He's just going to keep pulling a spaceship in and out of it. <laughs> no, you have a space suit. Specially designed <laughs> space suit. Let's just go in and out, in and out. And then Gold Ducat's in his cell, sobbing and crying. 
like a little bitch. I mean, you only knew you had a daughter for like two years, bro. You couldn't be that sad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just Dennis. I was being a dick, dude. Of course he's sad. And then the episode's over. He's, you know what? Gold Ducat's probably said that he didn't get to kill her himself because that's that was his original play. I knew I should have smoked your bitch. Yeah, I knew it. I, I wouldn't have had any of these problems <laughs> if I just would have killed myself. And then Cisco gets his ball back because Gold Ducat had it the whole time. And then it's over. You know that made me think, like, because whenever whenever I see a baseball like this one right here, <gasps> like I kind of just want to smell it. <laughs> Don't you ever just want to smell a baseball? Smell away, Dennis. They smell good. Baseball <laughs> smell good. And especially if they've been like pl- you used in play or whatever, they get some of that clay on them or whatever. Yeah. Baseball smell good. Well, I'm just the- thinking like when Cisco got it, was he going to smell the ball? And like, what'd you do to my baseball? Where did you have this ball? It smells like Cardassian ass. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a Cardassian bonghole. Oh, sticky. Go to God. Sticky, icky. Hey, the Mets are winning? What the hell happened? Wait, if it's the bottom of the 10th. The not over? Well, it's the bottom of the 10th. They're winning 4-3. The game should be over. The game's over. It's uh, their home. The home yeah. Team. Here, hang on. Let me see what happened. Because they were losing. Last time I checked, they were losing 3-2. to two in, yeah, the top, two outs too. in the top of the 10th. Now they won. Wow, they're playing some fantastic baseball. It was that J.D. Davis guy. Dang. Yet another guy on opening day. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, it was like the Indians in Major League. Yeah. Who is this guy? But yeah, no, they're playing pretty well. Imagine that. They're defiant of Major League Baseball. I mean, Seth Lugo is the man, dude. <laughs> that guy's amazing. Uh, and they won again, yeah. And Philly's winning. And Milwaukee's winning. Um, the Cubs are winning. I gotta get now, my ticket. I gotta. I'm gonna be in New York, September 29th, last day of the season. Oh. And actually, good. if there's a wild card game the next day, maybe. Now, what are you going to New York for? Uh, my wife and kids are gonna go to Turkey for like a week or so. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I gotta go pick them up. Then, oh, that's fun. Yeah. You have to pick them up all the way in New York. Like they don't fly into DC. It's a lot cheaper. Ah, oh, interesting. But then you gotta get to New York. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. Just take them on that hour drive. Stick them on that China bus, son. No. <laughs> all right. Bye, baby. <laughs> yeah, if it was if it was my wife. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta do it for my kids. Yeah, that's right. All right. My kids gotta be comfy. So how long are they good? They're going to Turkey for a week? Yeah, like 10 days. Now, I know it's none of my business, but how much does an airplane ticket for three people cost to Turkey? I can't imagine that's cheap. Uh, it's like 1800 round trip. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So like, do they go once a year? Basically, yeah. So that's like a trip you save so, up? I was going to go, but I couldn't go this time. Uh, why not? Nah, just work stuff. Okay, so you, that's a trip you save up all year for? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's not too bad. What's well, cool that the, your kids... It's not like we got to pay hotels and yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff when we get there, you know? Well, it's cool that your kids get to see their grandparents, which is probably pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, do your kids speak Turkish or do they speak yes. the English? They're, they're bilingual. Nice. Yeah. And you're and you're bi, so that works out really well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool. Wonderful. Yeah. So hopefully they'll learn like a shitload of languages. And I mean it's when clear. the uh, when the climate change apocalypse hits, <laughs> all the refugees have to gather all at one place, they'll be able to be translators for everybody. Yeah. I mean it sounds like they have an aptitude for language and littler kids always do. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like once you've learned an additional language, especially when you're young, it's easier to learn more languages after that. So That's cool. Yeah. They'll be linguists. Yeah. That's cool. Again, global apocalypse. Well, I bet one day we'll all be speaking in like a weird language that just consists of grunting and bartering like beaver skins and bottles of water. Well, we'll have to communicate with the whales and the dolphins. To- <laughs>
It'll be like a hybrid of of some land tongue and water tongue. It'll be it'll essentially just be the language from the orb thing in Star Trek Four. Yeah. Oh God. Like, Let the apocalypse take me. It's like that bullshit. Charlie Brown's teacher on a fucking like uh a, what's that auto tune? so what did you think of the episode mr dennis i thought it was pretty good it's uh (laughs) i'm trying to figure out it sounds like a plane going down i'd give it like a 7.5 give it a 7.5 it wasn't as i mean it could have been better i think yeah i was expecting i don't know what i was expecting after seeing the first part, but did you, did I feel you, like the first episode was better than the second. I do too. Do you As think, it usually happens. Did this. you think the prophets were going to come bail everybody out? Now, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, I was okay with it, but it, I wish there was some kind of different resolution that could have happened. Yeah, I feel like they almost wrote themselves into a corner. Like, what do we do? And they're like, the prophets. Which is usually good writing. Then you have to come up with some way to make it, but the prophets are ultimate bailout. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's essentially like saying, well, God got rid of my enemy for me. Well, why? Like it would have been cool if the prophets were like, okay, fine, we'll help you, but you can't go back to the Alpha Quadrant. We'll help you. And they would have been stuck in the in the Gamma Quadrant with a you know 2,500 Jem'Hadar ships. Yeah, but then you just have Voyager, a really short Voyager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, were- eventually, you know, they, they would find a way to get back somehow. You mean like Voyager? <laughs> <laughs> reconcile with the prophets come on prophets i'll suck your space dick what if they were like you can't we'll do that but you have to send us some fucking hot space nudes <laughs> of the cisco's peen and i just felt like there is other ways to do it that they didn't and i was sad yeah um, the way that i liked in my head what i thought happened was much cooler but it didn't happen and i can't say what happened because it happens later in the season oh yeah yeah, so we'll, when we get there, I'll, t- I'll tell you. But, uh, it just makes it seem like the prophets are, you know, they're always going to be there to be that trump card for Cisco. Yeah, they're just going to bail him out. Yeah, so you can already kind of imagine how the series is going to end. Yeah, I, I really want to watch the documentary about the show, but I don't want to because I know they do like a season eight thing. And like, I know how Deep Space Nine ends, but I still want to see it because I haven't seen the last season. Well, I yet. thought that season eight was supposed to be like. Didn't Ben say it's like in the twenty years in the future or something in like that? In the year two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the point being, I haven't seen all of season seven. I've seen enough of season seven to be dangerous and to kind of know what happens at the end. But I don't know. I, I want to see it all play out before I watch the documentary because I really want to watch the documentary. Yeah. Because I've heard good things. In the year 2000. Maybe it'll be uh, uh, free for Prime members by then. Maybe. Probably but if not, not. if not, I'll pay for it. It's like I'll rent it for like two bucks. Two yeah. It's, is it two nine? I thought it was three nine. Sometimes it's three oh fucking hell. I know I bought Conan the Barbarian on Amazon because it was like nine ninety nine or like eight. Yeah, and I was like, I'll buy that. I'll buy that for ten bucks. So a few years ago, I was on Netflix and I saw Conan, and I was like, Oh, I haven't watched this in a long time. I started watching. I was like, Man, Uh-oh. this quality is really good. What what's going on here? And then I realized it was the Jason Momoa one. Uh, so I stopped watching it. I've heard the Jason Momoa one's okay. It probably is. But I was watching for nostalgia, not because I really care about Conan that much. Yeah, I love Conan, and I, I don't know. I'm just so to me, like I can't separate Arnold from Conan. I just can't do it. Like it's just. With most people, I think it's a Terminator. I'm the Terminator. I'm Terminator Bot. I guess it's probably whatever you saw him in first, maybe. No, because I saw the Terminator long before I saw Conan, but I I can't by. I can't see Conan without Arnold. Like, I can't separate that. Like, I guess I can see, because there are various Terminators. There's Liquid Terminator. There's Chick. See, that's easy enough to say, oh, it's just a different model, you know? Yeah. But, like, there's not a different model of Conan. You can have Son of Conan or something like that. There's King Conan, which I want to see, which is old Arnold. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the same. Yeah, I know. I know, Dennis. I want to, but I really want to see King Conan movies. That's what I'm getting at. (laughs) 
Arnold's old now. Let's make some old Arnold Conan movies. <laughs> the world is just crying out for them. Speaking of Arnold, I've been watching this show, uh, Bajillion Dollar Properties. That's on, me, I'm Arnold. On Pluto TV, and there is a, an episode where it, it's about this uh, real estate company in Los Angeles, like a high-end real estate company. And uh, the owner, <laughs> one of the episodes, they throw a, a birthday party for him that's Predator-themed oh, that's awesome. because the movie Predator is supposedly based on his real-life experience when he <laughs> led a team of commandos into a South American country. All right. Hunting aliens. Yeah. And the guy wears a Predator mask and it freaks him out. <laughs> they wear red polos. Yeah. We're a rescue team, but not assassins. <laughs> That Pluto TV is pretty cool, though. They got a Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who channel. Huh. So all these Doctor Who, at, like, serials from the 70s and 80s. Cool. I've just been watching them. Now just what is me on and like, oh, okay, I'll watch this for a couple what hours. What is Pluto TV? It's just like, a, just like an app you can get on your, yeah. on your TV or your phone. All right. And it's free. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. They got, like, a million channels on there. Free is good. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That's the way I feel about heroes and icons. It's on Star Trek. It's just on yeah. every every night from eight to midnight. I can just turn it on and be like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna watch an episode of Voyager." I don't know why, but I find myself doing it. Like, now that's an over the air thing, right? Yes. All you need is an antenna. But the thing is, they should a, have an app. A channel has to have it in your in your region, and I think yeah. in Virginia, I think it's on Cox because I remember watching it. it's on Cox. I don't remember ever seeing it on Cox when I used to have it. But I don't know. I don't know if like a network there has it, but it, we have it here and it's fucking great. Hmm. Da, 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 da. All right. So you gave the episode a seven five. Yeah. What do you give it? I'm going to say a seven. Like it was cool, but the profits ruined it for me. If the profits wouldn't well, have and shown also, it, you were expecting something to happen that didn't happen in the episode. So that's no, all. Just, well, my brain didn't work right. But yeah, I mean, like I still enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still a cool episode. I like the fact that they took back Deep Space Nine. I thought it was cool. Like I love the battle scenes and stuff. And even the, I love seeing like crazy Ducat. Like he's like, I'm the fucking best. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it was really interesting. Um, but it's a real roller coaster ride for that guy in this. Yeah, I, I just didn't enjoy the profit showing up, kind of saving the day for everybody. I thought it was, it was a cop out, and I and you know what? I expect more from this show. Yeah. On on TNG, I'm okay with that, but on this show, nah, nah, nah. This is kind of like that um, move along home episode from the first season. Like at the like, you think everybody's dying in the game, and yeah. then at the end, the guys are like, "Oh, it was just a game." We'll bring them back. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they have to solve a puzzle or anything. They're just back. Yep, <laughs> they're just back. So, come on, and, riddle and, the Sphinx or something. <laughs> and we are just back, boys and girls. Sorry for the delay. We took um two weeks or a week. I don't even know how long that was. Was it two weeks? It might have been two weeks because yeah, I think it was. We two. took a week off. It's not. Yeah, it's not we bad. took a week, but bad. yeah. But I, I like to try to stay on time and, and on track as much as we can with this stuff. So I don't want people getting like, oh god, they haven't. They've done one episode in three weeks. That means they're going away for fucking three years again. So yeah, so we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll be reviewing what's the next episode. I think the next episode is what they call like a. Going to the chapel and we're going to get married. I think. Yes, good. Where this? You're cordially invited. I have no idea what this one is about. But I guess we'll all find to a out. key party. Oh yeah, yes, not key party, baby. Odo wants to show off oh. the moves he learned you know playing with the uh, female changeling. This is a good episode. <clears throat> this is a good episode. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's definitely like a, a decompression episode. But it's still fun. It's still a good episode. So uh, you are cordially invited to listen to Dork Trek next week as we review. You are cordially invited. So, Dennis, thank you as always, my friend. It's always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Thank you. Love you. Love you too, man. You're a good man. No, no, no. You are. Let's tongue kiss. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand.